Uh, friends, as we step into a season in the spring, we know there will be a, a few different things back and forth. Um, next Sunday will be Pastor Audrey's last Sunday, um, and then, not to be too alarming, but I'll actually be gone the week after that, so it'll be like, where did all the pastors go? But Aaron will be here to keep us steady at the helm. Um, but more often than not, throughout this uh, spring series, winter series, leading us into Lent, uh, we're going to be taking songs. We'll still be preaching from a text from Scripture, but we're taking different songs and, and holding up the themes that they have drawn out of the Word, the ways in which God has inspired people uh, to write lyrics and set them to music that teaches us something and reminds us something about who God is. One of our resources, though there will be some that aren't in this book, is um, Then Sings My Soul. It was a book written a few years ago, and it's different songs, uh, particularly hymns, um, and some of the history. When, when was it written? What inspired the moment that brought about this particular song? So we'll be obviously singing the song that we're focused on in worship, but we hope that this has kind of a, a time to illumine and deepen our appreciation for what we do on Sunday morning. Music will get stuck in your head more than any kind of other wording will. There's phrases that we know, but if you talk about something that gets stuck in your head, it's going to be a song. And so we want to focus on those songs that we hope that there's something from it that will follow you through your week, something that maybe gets stuck in your head, something that can appear and reappear at the moments where perhaps we need them most. And so as we sang today, I Need Thee Every Hour, that will be the song and the themes that we'll come away from today. I need thee every hour. But the text today is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. And what these few verses in 2 Corinthians lift out, that's the theme that, that um, Annie Hawks used in writing, I need thee every hour. And so we're going to read the text. We'll learn a little bit about the song. And we'll see what do we take away from it into the rest of our week, that we actually do live into this idea that I need God every hour, not just Sunday morning, not just when we're singing in church, not just when we're listening to the sermon, but that we need God every hour. So let's get some words stuck in our head, but first let's pray for God's blessing upon the word. Let's pray together. God of mercy and grace, you have given us so many gifts. We thank you especially for the gifts of music that you have given us, for the gifts that you have given authors of different songs, the moments that you have inspired them, that we can sing your praises through faithful words that are meant to teach us something about you, that are meant to pick up on themes within the scriptures and help us to hold on to them throughout every moment of life. So we come to you, God, knowing that we need you every hour. And we ask that, especially now, by your Holy Spirit, open the scriptures to us. Speak to us your truth, O God, for we need it and we seek to listen. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6, just a few short verses. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, 
But our competence comes from God. He made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, as in the letter of the law, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In a few short verses, we hear this idea of a confidence and a competence that we get from God, and that it's not through strict adherence to the law, though the law can be a meaningful teacher of what it is to live according to God's way, but rather that there is a life-giving spirit that should be always present within us, and that our confidence does not come from achievements at one time or another. Our competence does not come from all that we know, but our confidence And our competence comes from living in step with God's Holy Spirit, that the life that we receive, we receive from God, and that this is in our hearts, that this carries with us, that this does not leave us or forsake us. Confidence and competence, not to be squashed away, but rather through the life-giving Holy Spirit, that we may know these things and hold on to them. It'd be great to go through a whole week feeling confident, although there's always going to be things that will shake our confidence. It'd be great to go through a whole week being competent, though, I mean, there's always a learning curve, right? There's always something that we're just going to mess up, get wrong, or kind of stumble over. But in all of this, the ultimate foundation is that the Holy Spirit is giving us life, and that that's a continuous present thing. That's where we get the song, I need thee every hour from. But I wonder first, before we share a little bit about Annie Hawks, the author of the song, I wonder when we think about needing God every hour, if, if, we're, if we're in our heads, we would say, yes, I need God every hour. That, that is intellectually true. That is something that cognitively we know. Yes, we need God every hour. But I wonder if in our hearts, if there's certain hours that we expect to encounter God and then others where we maybe don't expect God to be as present. We're just not thinking of it. We wouldn't deny God's presence in any area of our lives, but it's not the mindset that we maybe live with or live into, that God is present with us every single hour. And when I think about moments of inspiration, Often, I don't know what your picture is of it, but when I think of inspiration, I I often think of, you know, someone up on a high hill with, you know, a book and a journal and fresh mountain air, and there's this moment of beautiful inspiration. Or I I think of someone in a a worship space like this, um, listening for God's voice. And I think both of those things can definitely happen. I think God can speak to us here out there or anywhere, but I wonder if there's always a special occasion that kind of colors my lens for where I expect God to speak, where I expect God to inspire. And that's where I'd say, oh, I need God for those kinds of moments. But what if we need God every hour, even for the stuff that we are fully competent to do? This is where Annie Hawks comes into play with how she experienced God's presence 
and what she articulated from the scriptures and turned it into a song. Annie Hawks um, was born Annie Sherwood, and she wrote, I Need Thee Every Hour on a Bright June Morning in 1872. So 20 years after North Holland was established, for what it's worth. In 1872, Annie wrote this. And keep in mind, her context in life, she's not doing, you know, she's not off on some pilgrimage. Um, She's not in some worship service. This just happens at home. She's a 37-year-old mother of three. And this is what she writes. One day, as a young wife and mother of 37 years of age, I was busy with my regular household tasks. Regular household tasks. We're washing dishes. We're keeping our kids alive. We're keeping our sanity while we do it. This is the normal stuff of life. While busy with my regular household tasks, suddenly I became so filled with the sense of nearness to the master that wondering how one could ever live without him, even for a moment, in joy or pain, these words, I need thee every hour, were ushered into my mind, and the thought at once took full possession of me. I find it incredibly helpful, and almost challenging to reframe that when Annie Hawks was struck by I Need Thee Every Hour, a song that has endured over a century of time, it was just during the normal stuff of the day. Would you expect to be inspired by God while vacuuming or washing dishes or commuting to work or arranging a a report or shuffling paperwork or going about your daily tasks? This is the moment, this everyday, mundane, normal moment that she was struck with this idea that comes from God that I need thee every hour. Not just in the sacred moments are you present, O God, but I need you every single hour. That there's not a moment of my life that passes by that God is not present. And it's a worldview shift to think about God being present to us all the time. Now, once again, intellectually, we would say, well, of course God's present with us all the time. But do we believe that way? Is that settled into our hearts in such a way that that we would expect God is always with us, that we would be thinking about the implications that God is always present with us? And there's also something about Annie Hawkes' encounter with what I think was with the Holy Spirit that it paints a picture of God that sometimes we say God is always with us. We almost mean that as a warning or a a punitive measure. Like, God is watching, don't do that. But this, this is different. I need the every hour is to say God is with me, not just watching and waiting for me to mess up, the way when you tell your kids to do something and you just know they won't and you're just kind of waiting and watching for that sweet I told you so moment. Not that I do that as a parent yesterday. <laughs> but, but that this is a presence of God and that there was compassion and love in God's presence. Now, this was a spiritual high moment and it came just during the normal, everyday stuff of life. It was a good moment. Peace and serenity. And yet, 
she comes back to these lyrics at a different time in life. Sixteen years later, Annie's husband died, and she found that her own hymn, I Need Thee Every Hour, was among her greatest comforts. She writes, I did not understand at first why this hymn had touched the great throbbing heart of humanity, Annie wrote. It was not until long after when the shadow fell over my way, the shadow of a great loss, that I understood something of the comforting power in these same words which I had been permitted to give in my hour of sweet serenity and peace. I need thee every hour. In the normal daily household tasks when there is just this moment of euphoria and inspiration of God's presence being so near that I I could never live without. I couldn't survive a second without God's presence in my life. And then also turning the page to a different time of life, of loss, of grief, of pain, and saying, God, I need you every hour. I need you in those moments too. Joy pain, excitement, boredom. I need thee every hour. That there's not a moment that's exempt from this needing of God's presence. This is a a lived reality of just a normal everyday person that that captures a a theological understanding that if if God were to end the world to just say, you know what, I'm going to hang this up, I'm done with the universe and all that lives within it, Um, that it would not be an act of destruction on God's part, but it would be an act of cessation. That if God just for a second stopped, that we would end. So it would not be hard for God to end the world. It would actually just be stepping away from it. That's a theological understanding that we put into practice by saying, I need thee every hour that I don't find my confidence or my competence in any other way except for being aware of God's daily presence. The all the time, in every moment, in every circumstance kind of presence. There's a good challenge within that. Because we could say, where do you expect God to be with you? Do you talk to God as if God is present? Do we think and believe in our hearts that God is present with us when we're either driving to work or running errands? Is God present with us then? Well, sure. But are we present to that? Are we thinking about it that way? Is God present with you at work? Is God with you when you're interacting with those around you? Is God present in your home? We would say, yes, yes, sure, of course. And yet, it might not always be in our hearts to think about God's presence. It might not always be in the same way, something that that we're aware of, that, that changes us to think that there's not a moment where God has been separated from us. Now, one word of caution. I don't think we take this idea of God being present with us all the time to say, okay, if you think of, and if you just get the song stuck in your head, I need thee every hour. If you're always thinking about God being present, I don't think that that, has a prescribed emotional outcome for our lives. Because God is sovereign and God is free. And so God is not our ATM in this equation that if we punch in whatever we want, okay, if we think about God being present, 
then I'll always be happy and I'll always make the right decision and that things will always turn out really well and that, you know, all and, and, and. I don't think that's the outcome of God's presence. And I think even the, the, the author's comments on the songs make us realize that. That sometimes it is just going to be that moment of boring stuff where we're aware of God's presence. Sometimes it's going to be in the worship service where we're just so present to God. But to take that presence with us into the rest of life, that it's there waiting for us in a moment of temptation or trial or hardship. Because we're used to looking for God. We're used to thinking and believing that God is always present with us. I think even if we do believe and capture in our hearts, if we, if we set an alarm on our phone for every top of the hour or once an hour of every day just to remind us, I need thee every hour, you could put a calendar reminder to do that. If you had that reminder every single day, at every single hour, I need thee every hour, I think it would draw an awareness to God's presence. I don't think that would mean that you would never have another bad day I don't think it means you'd never make another mistake. I don't think it prescribes anything. But what I do believe with all my heart is that we notice God's activity around us more when we believe that it will be present to us. And in the moments where we're not paying attention, where we're not even thinking that God would be present or up to something, it should not surprise us that we don't tend to see God at work in those moments. Will God be with our students as they study for exams this week? Will God be with them in the moment of panic or celebration? Hopefully more celebration than panic. Well, yes, God does not leave them or forsake them. But do we think about, for those who are students, do we think about God being with us as we study? Do we think about God being with us as we sit down for the test or to write the paper? I don't think it gets us out of studying. So parents of youth don't hear, that's not what I'm not saying. I don't think it gets us out of good study habits. But do we find our confidence and competence in knowing that God is with us? Do we take the everyday opportunities of washing dishes to be reminded that God has washed our sins away? Do we take our moment of studying to say, God has given us the capacity for knowledge to comprehend, and this is a good thing. Do those at work take a step back occasionally and appreciate the project that they're working on, along with all the busyness and the deadlines and the stress, and say, this is an amazing machine I have built, or this is a great finished product to this house that I have worked on. Is God present with us? Yes. Do we notice it? Are we paying attention to needing God every hour? I think that's the challenge. So if you get anything stuck in your head this week, I hope it is just that refrain because we're always going to sing these songs twice so we really get them into our heart and soul. I hope that what we do fall back on this week is I need thee every hour. Because otherwise, we default to those specific hours that we think we need God in. We'll maybe meet God here we hope that's true, both in, in worship and in fellowship with the communion of saints. But I wonder if there's a few moments that we otherwise would, would limit our expectation of thinking when we need God. We need God in panic moments. 
We need God in big decisions, and we need God in moments of temptation. Those are maybe the easy three that we think this is when we need God, when we're panicked, when we have a big decision to make, or when we're being tempted. That's when we need God. And you can find support in the scriptures for all of these as well. But if we don't think that we need God every hour, it is unlikely that we will turn to God in any sincerity in the moments of panic or big decisions or temptation. Consider that in the panicked moments, if we're not already accustomed to turning to God, if we don't already have this idea of God's presence that we need him every hour, then in the moments that we're not panicked, if we're not turning to God, it doesn't make it likely that we would turn to God when we do have a moment of panic. If we're not accustomed to thinking about God being present, in the moment of high anxiety or stress, we go to what's most present to our heads. And if that's not a sense of God's presence, it's not where we're going to turn to. We need God in big decisions. But if we don't look to God and thinking that God is needed for every hour of our life, if we're not in the habit of turning to God in prayer regularly and talking to God on all just the little stuff of life, I don't think it's likely that we'll suddenly turn a corner and know what God's voice sounds like when we make the big decisions. Once again, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that when you're in the drive-thru, like, you need to pray for, okay, do I order the Big Mac or the spicy crispy chicken sandwich? Like, that's not quite what I'm going for here. But are we thinking of God in the everyday? How can I greet that person? What should I say or not say in this moment? If we don't look at, to God for the little decisions, what about the big decisions? And do we think that, you know, God is present with us even in the drive through God is present with us when we talk to that person on the other side of plexiglass and mask who's making our food for us. God is present with us them, then. And wouldn't we hope that God is present with them as well? Moments of temptation. This is where I think we can say that kind of fear-based God is always near to make us behave better. But I think God is more interested in our consistent understanding of his presence than using God as a tool to enforce morality. God's presence with us is constant. And if the idea of God's nearness impacts us all the time, then in a moment of temptation, that nearness is already in our head. But if God's nearness is not something that we're focused on, not something that we pay much attention to, it's unlikely that we would turn away from sin in those moments because we're not thinking of God being close or present. Jesus said in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. And of course, that verse was used for another song already. But to think, apart from me, you can do nothing. This is to say, I need thee every hour. In panic moments, in big decisions, in moments of temptation, in moments of hardship, and in moments of joy, yes, absolutely. But I need thee every hour, all of the in-betweens of the ups and downs. That we need, our need for God is a constant. And even the words that we will say and sing, I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. Where do we turn to for peace? if not to God's presence. Every hour stay, stay thou nearby, 
Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh or near in today's wording. That even in a moment of temptation, that God is close to us, not just watching out to punish us, but to give us strength, to help us to hold to our convictions in moments of stress. That's the nearness of God's presence that we yearn and long for. I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide, or my life is vain. All the highs and lows. I need thee every hour, most holy one. Come, make me thine indeed, thou blessed son. Meaning, I am Christ's. I belong to him, body and soul, and life and death at all times and in all places. I need thee every hour. So friends, go into that week and I pray that that chorus, I need thee every hour, gets stuck in your head. Maybe not on constant repeat and not in a way that annoys, but rather in a way that encourages. That there might be a point at this time, at a point in time this week that those words come back, I need thee every hour. And it might be for something big or panicky Or it might be for something small. It might be for the places that we're just accustomed to not expecting God to show up. That we're reminded that God is with us just as much when we're vacuuming the living room and picking up Legos as we are when we are worshiping God in church or climbing a high mountain to behold God's glory in creation. In all things, I need thee every hour. And when we need God every hour, may we find what is told to us in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6, this spirit that gives life. Even from last week, again, speak of needing God every hour, not just one hour a week to fill my cup because I am thirsty, because we are weary on the road, because we are pilgrims on this earth, but rather be a fountain of life within me that your Holy Spirit will live within me every single moment. And my just thinking about that and awareness of it will change me, will transform me, and will make me notice how God is at work around me and how God can be at work within me. With these things in mind, let's pray. God, we need you every hour. We do need a cup of cold water along the way, but Lord, we pray that you become a fountain of life within us. Be a constant source of life. Be a source of strength when we are weak. Be a source of comfort when we are in pain. Be a source of joy in the moments that might seem kind of joyless or drab. In all of this, may you transform us simply by us coming a little bit closer to you, by paying a little bit more attention, to thinking a little bit more about all the places that you are present with us. May it transform us in our time at home, in our time at work, in our commutes, and everything in between. For Lord, truly, we need you every hour apart from you we can do nothing. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.